I had a client on his third marriage who once asked me why the women he married always seemed to be complacent in the marriage within a year. Come rain or shine, no matter what, within a, within about a year, he found that they that the passion just kind of died and that the women were always just okay with it. And he was left scratching his head, wondering what the heck he did wrong. It led him to ask me if women are just built differently, if they're okay with the passion dying in a relationship faster than men are. Are we actually more prone to looking as men for something bigger and better and bolder and women just kind of accept things the way they are? So let's dive deep into this question of male and female energy and what the expectations are and what it is about passion and how we experience it differently within a romantic relationship. You're listening to the Relationship Revival Podcast with John DeBach, also known as Mr. Spirituality. That's me. I'm your host giving you insights and guidance from over 10 years in the field of this amazing journey we call romance. On this show, I go over everything you need to know about how to get into a relationship, how to get the most out of a relationship, and sometimes even how to gracefully end a relationship without pulling your hair out and going crazy. And occasionally, I'm even joined by new and old friends who are also relationship experts to bring you guidance and wisdom with new perspectives. Thanks for stopping by. So do men and women have different roles in a relationship? I think so. I think that absolutely. And uh, there are feminine men and there are masculine women and there are even parts of my own marriage where I think I'm a bit more effeminate than most men. And I think that my wife has certain masculine tendencies and that's okay. That's okay. But there are these energies uh, that you need to kind of recognize and understand in order to know what your roles are. Nobody marries themselves, or I shouldn't say that. There are people There are people who marry themselves. They are incredibly miserable. So <laughs> in order to have a happy marriage, you have to marry a complement to your personality. You don't have all the components that you need. Typically, an introvert might be attracted to someone who's more extroverted than them. Someone who's more analytical might be attracted to someone who has more of an emotional way of looking at life. And uh, this is is one thing that uh, I share with my wife. I think both of us are more interested in people than we are in things. Classic male energy is much more interested in things than in people. Uh, She and I share that, which is why I'm a counselor and she's a therapist. Um, But there are certain parts of our relationship where she is much more masculine and I'm more feminine and that's okay. And And there are a lot, I'd say the majority of the aspects of our relationship, I take on the classic male role. I do have the kind of the iron fist when it needs to kind of come down. She is the more disciplinarian in the house, but when we need a loud, strong, fear-provoking voice for our children, I'm the guy. I'm the guy with the big lungs and the strong vocal cords who can strike fear into each one of our four kids' hearts when need be. Um, And so it comes out in really interesting and different ways. But what about this passion question? Are women 
more wired to just drop the passion. Now let's let's separate things for a little bit. Let's be clear about things for a little bit. If you're talking about sex, specifically if you're talking about sex, then yes, there is a drop-off that most women f- will feel, especially after children. There's a hormonal difference. The libido changes. This is not a hard and fast rule, but in my experience and in the studies I've read, yes, women will definitely die off in terms of their sex drive much quicker than men. However, if you're in your 20s or 30s and you're listening to this, you should also know that at a certain point in your relationship, into your 40s and 50s, men do slow down. Many men do slow down. Instead of wanting it four or five times a week, once a week might actually satisfy you. Once every other week. Everybody has a different libido system. So if this client was only talking about sex, which I think the the one I mentioned at the start of this episode, that was about 80%. You know, there was this hot and heavy portion, this honeymoon phase where... They were just at it like rabbits for a while, and that started to die down, and he felt rejected, and that was kind of the core question that was coming behind it. But there was an emotional component that made up the rest of the question, which was there was a settling there, and some of that really should never go away. I don't think it's healthy for either the male or the female to be complacent in the romantic relationship to where the passion's not there. See, passion, passion is really built, in my opinion, on surprise. When people come to expect certain things, then there's no excitement. If you buy your wife flowers every single Friday, yes, it might make her feel good, And yes, it might make her feel loved, but there's very little to gain after a while. And there's a lot to lose because if you bring her flowers 30 weeks in a row and then you forget the flowers the 31st week, guess what? That is rejection. In her mind and in anybody's mind who's logical, if you bring someone something every week and then suddenly you're not there that next week, you're basically saying, I don't love you anymore. Now, I'm not saying don't buy your wife flowers every week. If that's part of your routine, absolutely you should. I think that's a beautiful thing. Uh, and if you don't bring the flowers, explain why. Say, I'm so sorry. I'm late for work. I love you. I'll try again next week. You know, But just know that you're committing to something that you kind of have to carry on for years and years to come. That being said, if you're someone who brings her flowers only on anniversaries, Valentine's Day's birthdays, that's also not so good because it's also expected. The definition, right, the, the defining moments in your relationship are the just becauses. When it's Tuesday and you show up with a bouquet of flowers and your wife says, what's this for? You give her a big kiss and a hug and you say, because I love you. Isn't that enough? And you walk out the door. And after she 
gets over the idea that maybe these are I screwed up flowers or I'm sorry flowers and she really does buy that they're I love you flowers because I guarantee you if she's not used to it she's going to ask what did he do what you know what what is he trying to fix with this bouquet here once she gets over that and realizes you're just trying to be nice and connect boom you got a winner and women had they they can use a little bit of encouragement to be surprising as well Passion comes from that excitement. The reason it exists in a new relationship, and this is what I had to explain to my client, the reason it exists in a new relationship is because everything's new. There are no expectations. When you're seeing somebody new, there's no routine. There's no rituals set up yet. So every time you go to a restaurant, It's a new exploration. Is this going to become our new favorite restaurant? How do they order their coffee? Are they going to try the dessert? Are we going to split the dessert? How are they when they talk to waiters? Are they flirty and fun? Are they matter of fact? Literally everything's new. And everything's a surprise. And when you date and you marry and a year goes by, There are no more birthdays. There are no more holidays. You've gone through a yearly cycle. You've already done New Year's. You've already done Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever. Things start to fall into routine. And that sense of newness is gone. And a lot of people say, well, it's not, it's just not a new relationship anymore. And they haven't really defined what that means. New means surprise. And so your job to bring that passion back is to surprise again. Now, the reason women tend to be more complacent with this is because they've been trained by society that men will lose passion a little bit. From what I've seen and from the different messages I've kind of looked into from books and movies and from the way women are taught, they're they're kind of taught that, you know, a relationship is this way. And then when you get married, things kind of calm down and that's okay. And men just aren't taught that. You know, men are generally taught your wife's going to stop wanting you physically. It's not going to be exciting. And that's just the way it is. And it's taught as a negative thing. Whereas with women, biologically, you know, it's I think it's bred into us. Women marry for security, or they used to at least. Now with dual income, it's it's arguable, and you know we're not exactly out there. Let's face it, men, we're not exactly out there hunting mountain lion and taking the risks that we used to 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 bring home a, a meal. So it's pretty tame. It's pretty tame life for most of us. So it's not. It's not the same reasoning that we used to have in terms of the woman wanting stability and the man wanting, you know, to procreate. That doesn't a lot of people get married and they don't want kids. Not my favorite way to look at relationships by any means. I'm not a big fan of childless marriages as a general rule. I think that the world can use much more people, not much fewer people. Um, I am I completely stand against the idea that that we're overpopulated. I think that's a ridiculous notion. Anyone who drives from Los Angeles to Las Vegas and sees the plethora of land that we can just in that five hour drive that we could populate with people, I think you'll start going, hey, what is everybody talking about here? So but the 
the concept of being together has changed. But the element of security, I think, has stayed for women. So it's like, okay. The other thing is women, I think, spiritually have a sense of long-term perspective, much more so than men. Men are bursts of energy and they love to start things and they get excited by things. But very few men have that innate ability to see something through to the end, especially when it takes a long time. And I think physiologically, listen, women know how to get pregnant on a physical level. They know what it takes to create a baby. What's the man's contribution to making a baby? Two seconds of pleasure. What's the woman's contribution to making a human life? 10 agonizing months. Don't let anybody lie to you about nine months. It's 10 months, right? It's nine months of pregnancy. And then into the 10th month, you find out once you're pregnant, you have the baby. Really, pregnancy is 10 months, okay? So it's 10 months of pregnancy versus three seconds. And the 10 months, they're not drinking. They're not, they're not drinking alcohol or caffeine. They're changing their diet. Their body changes. Their wardrobe changes. Their body often changes forever. I mean, the sacrifice. I mean, any woman is physiologically bred and born. I mean, not bred. That's just the nature of what it is, right? They understand that on a deep level. Men don't get it. So a woman might be able to not let the passion die. So maybe the perspective is a little too sharp. It's not that they let the passion die in a relationship. They understand that it goes through periods of dormancy. And they're okay with that. They've learned to be okay with that. See, men want to take out the lows. In life, we have highs and lows. If if it was up to men, they would take the lows and flatline it, right? But life is like a heart monitor. If you took everything and flatlined it, you'd be dead. It's not good to flatline. You have to have those moments of highs and lows. And women are very comfortable, generally speaking, with the lows. They understand that the lows are there. Most women have a natural understanding that during the lows, they need to seek support and move through it, which is why I'm amazed at how fantastic most women are when their friends are going through a hard time compared to men. It's something that as far as men have come, we're still not great about asking for help when we're in emotional turmoil. First of all, we repress it. And we hold it really from anybody's view. We don't like to share it with anybody because we're still taught it's a sign of weakness. And if we're courageous enough to share it with friends, the other friends just kind of shrug and go, yeah, life's tough. I don't know what to tell you. Time heals all wounds. There's not a lot of emotional support. Whereas if my wife goes over to one of her girlfriend's houses and said, I had a really bad day, they say, let me get some wine and chocolate and ice cream and tell me all about it. I mean, like there's, it's a totally different perspective. There is much more courage to expose the vulnerability on the female side. And in complement to that, other women, again, this is an energetic thing. So it's not to say that there aren't men like this and women who don't have this ability. But generally speaking, there are other women who understand you're in a position where you're suffering. I'm going to come and help you through it. And it's amazing. 
And it, and that's one of the reasons why they're okay with the passion going dormant. They're like, okay, we're married, we're settling in, this is okay. Whereas men hit the panic button. Like, oh no, the passion's gone. We're not having crazy sex. We're not going out all the places. It feels boring again. What do I do? And in this client's case, he divorces the, the women. He basically self-sabotages because he gets so anxious and he starts thinking in this repetitive pattern. This this is the end. This is the end. This is the end. She doesn't love me. She doesn't love me. I got to go. I got to do something else. And, and, and he just ends up withdrawing from the relationship because he's afraid that they're rejecting him slowly. And so he looks for that affection and that connection in a new person will divorce the woman and then fall in love with that new person. And then when they start getting complacent and realizing that there's a dormancy period at times in the passion, he'll check out. That was at least his pattern. And so once I pointed that out, he said, well, how do I break it? And this is where the conversation leads to next on a logical level. How do you break that? And the answer is bring back the element of surprise. Bring back those flowers on Tuesday. As a man whose entire spiritual energy's purpose is to inspire, right? You think about it on the physiological level, those three seconds of pleasure may not seem significant in comparison to the 10 months of toil that the woman puts in, but without those three seconds of pleasure, without that little inspiration of a human, they don't have anything to build on. So it's your job, I told him, it's your job as the man to take her out on a new date, to surprise her. If she's at work, call and say, hey, take the day off sick tomorrow. Or can you get off an hour early? Where are we going? I'm not telling you. Just show up and wear this. New experiences, trying new things together. One of the dates he took his wife on was to a shooting range. And uh, it was my suggestion. He said, no, she likes romance books. I said, put, put a gun in her hand and let her shoot at a shooting range safely. That's There's something very male energy there that's very sexy to a lot of women. And it's fun. I mean, let's not forget, we you know there's a reason these gaming consoles sell like hotcakes. And a lot of them have shooting games. Shooting a gun is fun. It's a lot of power. It's a lot of kick. Your, your body reacts to that amount of kickback. Your, your arms fly. There's, there's, there's a new thing you have to learn, how to hold a gun, the safety precautions. You're wearing earmuffs. There's a lot of fun things that happen. And he said it went over like gangbusters. It made her excited. You know, the, 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 the fear, the kind of the danger that exists around firearms gets your blood pumping a little. Even though it's a safe environment, you're dealing with live ammo. There's a there's an element of danger there if you're not careful. That kind of puts you in a heightened sense of awareness. That was just one date. Another one they did, um he he was he had a little bit of money, so he 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 did a hot air balloon ride. Again, these surprises. He didn't have to go on a lot. He only did these, you know, once a month. But it it breathed new life into the relationship. And guess what? In kind, she wanted to surprise him. And she knew for him, a lot of it was sexual nature. So she would surprise him with different ways. And, and he was very, very happy. And, you know, his concern was, well, I can't keep coming up with new 
things to do. And I said, well, sure you can. First of all, there's always something new to do, but it's sometimes it's just about breaking the routine. If you normally go somewhere on a Friday, go somewhere else. You know, sometimes a text message in the middle of the day can spark surprise. But it's your job as the man that if you see passion dying in your relationship, you need to inspire. And if you're a woman listening to this podcast and you're upset that the man in your life isn't giving you that element of surprise, just send him a link to this. Let him understand that he needs to do a little, not a lot, doesn't have to plop down a lot of cash, doesn't have to do something crazy, but there needs to be a little bit of excitement, a little bit of inspiration to get that passion going again. One thing women are great at, generally speaking, is taking that three seconds of inspiration, like the hot air balloon ride or going to a shooting range and really appreciating it and growing that surprise into a strong and real close bond in the relationship that has meaning. There are lots of books out there. There's even one I saw on an online ad on social media where you have this kind of lottery style scratcher to kind of do different fun dates. Some of them are just things at home. And these kind of books of different fun dates and stuff are not expensive and they're so easy to find. You really don't have an excuse anymore. You know, if you, if someone gives you a $25 Amazon gift card as like a stocking stuffer one day, you could probably buy a couple of these things. And short of that, you could probably look on fun, surprising different dates to do just on Google. The key is to pick one or two of them without your partner there and plan it for them. And then when they get home, just say, get this on, wear this, make sure you have comfortable shoes. Or, you know, if you, if you want to take them out to somewhere fancy, hey, put on an evening gown and just go. And they'll say, where are we going? I say, it's a surprise, something different to do. Keep that there. It's so important. Surprises everything. It's the reason new relationships are such passionate flames. You have to learn to reintroduce it. And listen, again, we all go through these dormancy periods where passion is underneath the surface on a simmer. But it's your job to learn how to turn that knob up and go from that simmer to the high and get that pot boiling again. That's your job. And it's really fun. When you take it upon yourself to have a fun date and do a fun surprise, it's amazing. You get just as much out of it as your wife. And when you decide to reward your husband in whatever way you're going to surprise him, whether you're cooking something or sleeping with him, or maybe you're taking him out on a fun date, whatever it is, it's just as fun to see how much fun you're bringing to the relationship. It really is. This is where you have a chance to build your relationship in a way that's fun for both of you. It's not taxing. It's not a drain. This is the fun part. And most people don't realize it. They're like, well, why is the passion gone? How come it's not fun anymore? Because you're not freaking trying at all. It's not hard work. It's a Google search, a phone call, maybe an online booking, and then a text message saying, hey, I'll pick you up at eight. That's it. If you can't do that, you don't deserve to be in a freaking relationship. So have fun, 
go surprise each other and rekindle that passion that was once there. If you're interested in learning how to get the absolute most out of your romantic relationships, then you're in luck because I have put together a free workshop or masterclass, if you will, about three secrets that people in happy relationships have discovered. You can view the workshop at mrspirituality.com slash three secrets. Again, it's completely free. Just go there and watch it. It'll help you on your journey, give you some wisdom, some things to think about. The website again is mrspirituality.com slash three secrets. That's mrspirituality.com slash the number three, the word secrets. It's all yours. Enjoy. Enjoy.